and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Nifty Show. Now, as you know, gaming has become more and more emphasized in the Web3 development space as more and more firms and companies are working to bridge the gap between where a sort of investor-centric Web3 offering uh, has been center stage, moving away from that and more towards what does Web3 integration actually look like in the hands of mainstream gaming and the mainstream audience. I'm pleased to say that today we have on the show Jay Rankin, the social media manager for Metalcore. Uh, Jay, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm great. And great to talk with you today, Riles. I'm excited to talk about Metalcore. So what exactly is Metalcore, just uh, from a high-level perspective? Well, it's massive. Uh, it's a massive multiplayer FPS. We call it like an MMO FPS because there is uh, a factor of like looting, crafting, progression, but there's also a factor of high-octane action, uh, the FPS uh, uh, intensity that you might expect from you know the, the top, uh, top titles in the industry right now. So with Metalcore, uh, you can use different vehicles in this massive online world, and you can pilot mechs, you can fly aircraft, you can uh, pilot tanks, and you can run around as infantry. And then you're fighting to control the, the, the map and all of its resources. There are three factions at war on this planet's surface, planets called Kerberos, the Gear Breakers, the Holy Corporation, and the Metal Punks. And they landed on this new planet after a thousand year journey and came out guns blazing. So as a, as a player, your job is to find out which faction suits you best and help them dominate the planet's surface. There is a lot of that from a, con, uh, from a sort of conceptual perspective. From a sort of concrete gameplay perspective, it seems like there's a lot of sort of planet side two in there with this sort of open world, persistent faction-based PVP. And, oh man, I mean, you're talking to somebody who's like an old school Mech Warrior fan. Like oh, I, that's I got my start with, with Mech gameplay uh, with Mech Warrior 3 before the, uh, the colors actually started to seep into the franchise. And you know, <laughs> I, I could see the mechs that you have stomping around in this 3D environment. They have this sort of uh, upper rotation where the, the cockpit and the guns rotate separately from the, the lower half and it really channels that, that good old battle tech feel. But of course you also have infantry gameplay. And it, this, is, this is going to air probably just after the play test that is going right now ends. But when is the next time that people will get to jump into Metalcore for the first time? Well, right now we're experiencing our longest semi-public play test yet uh, with all week running live servers until May 8th. But if you're catching it after the play test is over, we have more scheduled in the very near future. Uh, you can join our Discord at metalcore.gg forward slash Discord to get the news on the latest uh, and greatest new play tests. But we plan on having multiple play tests before our main release later this year. So we appreciate all the players that are jumping in, helping give feedback, uh, finding bugs and, and helping us squash them. So the community, especially the Web3 gaming community, has been very welcoming to Metalcore and jumping into the game and helping us get out there. So let's talk more about where the Web3 actually comes in. I noticed looking on your website that you're unafraid to lean into the sort of NFT terminology. Uh, so can you yeah, tell yeah. us about like where where is NFT integration in the game and what are you intending to communicate to players? 
Well, what's really interesting uh, about Metalcore is that it burst onto the scene in 2021, and the studio who developed the game, Studio 369, was able to crank out this massive game in a very short amount of time, comparatively speaking. So with that, with that type of, of momentum, we attracted a lot of interest from different uh, infrastructures and different potential partners who would help us integrate Web3 into the game. And uh, we're happy to say that we're recently partnered with Immutable. And Immutable is making huge strides in Web3 gaming and in the space overall. But when we uh, assisted them at NFT NYC, we were running play tests at that at that show in a private uh, game uh, gameplay test room, and uh, players were really into it. Now, when it comes to the integrations, Immutable will be working with us in order to integrate the game with their products, such as Passport and uh, their network, which has uh, no fees and very high throughput transactions. So, you know, we'll be able to support dozens of thousands of players in the ecosystem and beyond in order to uh, you know, get them onboarded into the Web3 ecosystem, which is pretty simple to do because Immutable really prioritizes UX. At the current stage of the integration where we are now, we have an NFT infantry genesis collection out right now on OpenSea. That's on the Ethereum main network right now. But as we uh, delve deeper into our new relationship with Immutable, you'll start to see more fluid integrations with their platform, their infrastructure, and their tech uh, in order to scale our, our Web3 goals and visions. So as of right now, if you have an Infantry Genesis NFT, you can't directly insert it into the game because we're still ironing out the, the final details and working on the last stages of the development pipeline just to make sure that the game stays as smooth as possible as we iron out the details, uh, just to make sure that you know it's a very fun game that people want to play. That's always been a high priority uh, with the team. So there, there's not much point in having uh, all these awesome Web3 features if the game isn't alluring enough. So I found that that the Metalcore team has really prioritized that and, and successfully delivered that experience so far. But there's still a bit of a ways to go. So right now you can't integrate yet, but there are big plans for integrating uh, characters as well as vehicles and uh, also even potentially land in the future. There was a, a lot of meat in that response. Uh, yeah. I want to point out. Yes, to I'm you, Italian, uh, so I like my sandwiches full of a lot of meat. I, yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Uh, I want to point out to our, our viewers and listeners that Immutable X has been coming up more and more, uh, especially with the guests that we're having on the show. The way in which they're pushing for uh, control of the Web3 gaming space I, I think that they seem to be taking a really unique angle in that they're offering a lot of direct support to developers as opposed to sort of just offering them a platform and saying, come build on this. That is very well said, Riles. And I think it's very valuable in the gaming space if we want to attract the top talent and experts and studios from the Web2 space because they, they do need some guidance and some understanding of how the web industry works, what is possible. And then once the web three people on that side start speaking the language of game developers and studios and how games evolve, then you can really start seeing some high quality stuff coming out. We, we're already seeing that as we're moving through 2023, but only even two years ago, I mean, the, the, the AAA web three gaming scene was basically a bunch of hype reels and YouTube videos, and that was about it. Like there wasn't really anything very playable. And now we're seeing these very high quality games come out. I mean, on a, speaking to Immutable, they recently formed a massive alliance with Polygon. 
So Polygon has also been doing some excellent things in the Web3 gaming space and onboarding studios, uh, getting games put together. And uh, we've had a very close relationship with Polygon as well as we move through our, our dev cycle. So to see them form an, an alliance, like that means that there's something really special happening in Web3 gaming. And we're living it right now. So taking things back to Metalcore and the NFT series that you all really released, I, this just absolutely caught my eye um, because it, it seemed like it offered a, a significant challenge to your team in terms of delivering because the Metalcore Infantry Genesis collection that's listed on OpenSea, uh, this is verbatim an excerpt that's in the description for this collection. Mm -hmm. These are 10,000 unique and playable infantry made for metalcore now if we go and actually look at what these assets look like which are very nice looking assets many of which uh, are animated as well this one isn't but that's beside the point how are you making ten thousand of these that are so visually distinct i mean this one looks nothing like the last guy right how are you yeah. making these all playable right a great question so Two-part answer on that. Uh, the first part is when you're looking at the artwork of these NFTs, that's not necessarily unique. These are handcrafted characters uh, through the art team that are released, and those are finite. So there aren't going to be 10,000 unique different art pieces in that collection. However, the uniqueness that was described earlier, that comes from the stats. So the properties of the NFTs can be unique because they have unique common combinations of different stats that exist uh, on their... Uh, Exactly, there you're, you're showing it right now. So so the different permutations, right? Like you could have a higher level uh, uh, medic or you could have a, a lower level medic that also has a high attack or something like that. So that's where the uniqueness comes in there. Now, I, I, I suppose I misspoke a little earlier when I said that they're not playable right now because you can play them in the game now. Like there are many different infantry classes. You can explore the world and get in-game items, combine them together to uh, release new in-game content. And that content can be an NFT. So, for example, like people are playing the game right now. As we speak, they're playing the game right now in the alpha. And they're doing things like unlocking a pilot infantry unit in the game. Now, there are pilot NFTs as well. So if they happen to have a pilot NFT, they can see what a pilot would be like. But when I was uh, speaking earlier, I meant to say that, that we have not yet detected the wallets and what infantry they have in their wallets and then match that up with their in-game accounts. However, the characters that you see in the NFT collection are playable in the game. Just the artwork, uh, that's a, a future uh, implementation for what they look like. They're wearing suits right now. Right, so it, it sounds like the stats are more of the sort of concrete tie-in to the gameplay and the art is more of like a conceptual thing that's related well to the game, but not necessarily the, the playable asset in-game. Now. And we have to we have to ask this to everybody who's building games today. You know that the way that the mainstream audience, I would I would say the legacy gaming audience feels about blockchain and NFTs is at a low point. And you're still sort of unafraid to use the NFT tech terminology that users have been trained to to perceive as scammy or unreliable. So how do you think you're going to connect to users that aren't already bought into crypto outside of just here's a fun game 
Yeah, well, I wouldn't short sell Here's a Fun Game uh, just yet because that's really the core of user acquisition and growth, to be honest. Like, if the product is great, it's going to spread. People are going to recruit their friends into the game. You know, people are going to have a good time and talk about the game. Well, let, let me uh, try you, and clarify you, that point because I, I've, yeah, been sure. banging, I've been banging that specific drum very hard. So I don't want to miscommunicate okay. anything. I've been telling yeah, no, I developer after de developer that fun is the most important aspect. But rather, you know, a mere association with NFTs or blockchain is enough to put a sour taste in many prospective users' mouths. And of course, here oh, okay. on the show, I we're, we're trying to yeah. we're trying to build PR and we're trying to strategize PR with everybody that we're talking to about how do we show users that have been trained to be afraid of these concepts or to be skeptical of these concepts that they don't need to be and that this is something that they can engage with and, and have a good time with. Okay. Yes. I understand uh, your, the source of where you're coming from now. So, and, and it makes perfect sense. You know, I've, I've heard and spoke about that a lot too. Uh, so the verbiage on our website is a little bit on the older side. Uh, like when we were doing our initial, you know, awareness phase, we wanted to make sure that people knew that we had collections and most of our marketing efforts took place within the web three space. So what you're seeing right now happening with our team and with our product is you're seeing us start to break out beyond the Web3 space into the Web2 space. So two great examples of that are attending uh, TwitchCon and PAX West, which are two major gaming shows that are swarming with Web2 gamers. And these gamers are, you know, they know what they like, they know what they don't like. So when we saw hour-long lines of players waiting to play our game and then getting right back into that same hour-long line, we knew we had a product that could appeal to Web2 gamers. Now, it's much easier to update text on a website than it is to, you know, convince people that a Web3 game can be this cool, right? So you know, knowing that our product is great, we can speak to the web two gamers in that sense. And then we can update verbiage to, you know, digital collectibles or something like that in order to communicate to both sides, you know, equally, if that makes sense. It, it does. Earlier when I was asking about the NFT integration, the web three integration, mm -hmm. that's part of metal core. Um, the, the answer was, it made it sound like things are pretty much still in the concept stage. So I want to, I want to take another pass at that sure. specific part of the question what are the plans that you can definitely tell us about how NFTs will be integrated outside of having a wallet reader that connects your infantry or aircraft or mech NFTs to your in-game user? Right. That question is a little bit more suited for our CTO, Dan Nicolaitis. Uh, however, I can touch on a few general ideas about what, what's uh, coming. Now, as a territorial control game, Metalcore is all about land and all about controlling land through faction warfare. So uh, land is definitely in the picture for future Web3 integrations where you can hold titles to land and then you can uh, spruce up or upgrade your land so that when people do missions on your land, they get more rewards and they can split those rewards. We're working with Immutable directly right now. And because our partnership was recent, you know, a lot of these conversations kind of only just started about the best ways and the right ways to integrate their approach to Web3 into our game. So as those discussions take place, it, things will become more uh, solidified and, and we'll be able to release a lot more public information about you know, our plans of what we're gonna do. But it's very, it's very clear to us that we wanna make sure that there's an optional path for Web2 players to get into the game without being beholden to Web3 tech right away. So they'll be able to, you know, download the game, install the game, play the game, level up their account, get uh, 
consumable items, find them in the world, get blueprints for vehicles, craft vehicles, do all that stuff without interacting with Web3 components directly. But their account would be building up these assets and these uh, different objects that they can store, but they can convert into Web3 assets at any time if they so choose. So, you know, we, we have plans to have the collections for different vehicles. Uh, we already have our infantry out and some future plans as well. But it's not it's not necessarily on the lines of like you have to go buy an NFT in order to have a specific vehicle in the game. There's another path to get that vehicle at, at any time. So it kind of adds flexibility for uh, for gamers on both sides. That That's definitely something I, I want to highlight for our audience as well, because we're also seeing this increase in developers realizing that there needs to be so much accessibility on the gaming side that people who don't even know what an NFT is are able to play and enjoy a game without feeling like they have this other barrier to entry looming over them or that these other people who know something else have this crazy advantage or so on and so forth. Jay, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on to talk about Metalcore. One more time, where can people go to get into the community? Yes. So all of our important links are on our website at metalcore.gg. I'm the social media manager, so you know I'm going to plug Twitter, right? That's at Play Metalcore. <laughs> and then we have our link tree on there that uh, takes you anywhere you want to go, including getting a free sticker pack mailed to you anywhere in the world with free shipping. And you can stick Metalcore stickers on all your favorite stuff. Uh, I, I have some of those Metalcore stickers, and I can say that they are definitely very cool as a nice. perk of attending NFT NYC. Let's Get on go. their website, hop into their Discord, to follow on their Twitter, and uh, until next time, keep it nifty. Looking into the future, what do we see? It's lined with digital collectibles, we call them NFTs. Games, trading cards, digital art, and those crypto kitties. Joel and Riles are the hosts you'll know. Joel and Riles say this won't blow. They're locked and loaded, so ready, set, go! It's the Nifty, really kind of spiffy. The Nifty Show!